Warning, spoilers are present in this podcast. Third World Cinema Club. Uh, welcome to Third World Cinema Club. I'm John Tawasil from Present Confusion. Hi, I'm Princess Kinok of Film Police Reviews. And for this special episode, uh, Anak Mindanao episode. Ganun eh. <laughs> Anak Mindanao episode. Yes! Alam mo ba, Jayla, tayo we're from, well, alam mo na I'm from Mindanao. Pero si John, he's also from Mindanao. Yeah, my father's Tausug. Yeah. Wow! Mm-hmm. Tausug siya. So this is a perfect, wow, well, perfect episode. Perfect casting. Perfect from Mindanao. <laughs> retracing roots. Yes. <laughs> so, ano, um, uh, joining us today is uh, festival programmer, film critic, and also filmmaker who recently made the short documentary Budots the Craze. Yeah, Jay Rosas. Hello. Um, magandang gabi. Maayong gabi. Um, thank you sa Third World Cinema Club for inviting me um, to this podcast. Yay. Yay. Okay. So, we'll be talking about four films from the recently concluded Mindanao Film Festival. Um, three of those are from the official competition section and we'll also be talking about a feature-length film from the exhibition section. So before we start, uh, Jay, could you tell us a bit about the Mindanao Film Festival and uh, a little bit of background? Okay, so the um, Mindanao Film Festival is dubbed as the longest-running regional film festival um, in the Philippines because... Um, 18th year na niya to today, this year. Um, so yun, uh, 18 years na siya. And uh, I think, um, I don't know when exactly is the start, but something somewhere along 2005, 2007. Um, kasi it's supposed, it started actually as a guerrilla film festival, yung pangalan niya. Kasi the films that were exhibited there were outputs of guerrilla filmmaking workshop. So, kaya siya guerrilla film festival. And then, um, yung mga organizers uh, before, sina Dax Cañedo, um, Kent Bajo, um, they were the ones who parang renamed the festival kasi it's an interesting um, piece of historical trivia ng festival kasi parang may nag-raise daw ng... Um, concern with that, the, the, the title of the festival kasi nga Guerrilla Film Festival and the, the festival was associated with, with parang the left, parang army, army yata yung nag ng concern na parang ano ba tong festival nyo? Is this ano? Is this uh, parang uh, a leftist film festival? Pero yun, parang inexplain nila na ganun yung concept ng Guerrilla Filmmaking pero yeah, eventually um, they changed it to Mindanao Film Festival which I think must apt naman kasi nga um, Mindanao siya. Um, so yun, actually I joined the festival uh, 2018 as festival programmer. So dati, yung nagpo-program talaga ng films was the direct festival director, si Rudolf. Uh, Rudolf is, um, yeah, Rudolf is festival director for six years. Um, and then, I don't know actually kung ano yung programming nila before, but when I got in, they asked me to help program the festival. Parang yun, nag-introduce ako ng mga ways to to program, yung mga thematic programming, mga ganun, and then other stuff uh, sa programming. And then, 
dun, yun din yung time na may mga submissions from non-Mindanao filmmakers and um, Asian filmmakers and then I strongly recommended na parang i-open na lang din yung Mindanao Film Festivals to non to festival to non uh, Mindanao works kasi parang yun naman yung trajectory ng mga film festivals kahit regional siya um, some of the regional film festivals here in the Philippines are also going global and I think with the experience of the pandemic this year that everything shifted to virtual consumption of films parang it accelerated our parang yun parang naging way din siya to to in a way globalize yung, yung film viewing and uh, it's a good opportunity for Mindanao filmmakers to also get to know especially yung mga student filmmakers to get to know that there's like a filmscape out there out outside of Mindanao also so yun brief background ng it has always been conducted sa isang local mall dito um, so Doon siya ever since actually, nag, doon siya parang in-screen, in-exhibit yung films. And then ngayon lang siya nag-online um, version. Mm, okay. Uh, have you ano, have you received any feedback siguro from non-Mindanao audiences who have discovered the festival for the first time nung pinalabas niya sa YouTube? Mm, uh, actually parang, sa akin personally parang, wala naman specific um, like feedback. Um, siguro, um, from f- what I got from the technical team, Kinadax was that, um, uh, I don't know the exact number, pero mga 16,000 or 18,000 hits daw yung, yung YouTube channel. So I guess may certain expansion ng audience. Because nice. honestly, yeah, because honestly, ako, Personally, um, 18 years na ang Mindanao Film Festival, but I only got to know about it like um, during its 10th year, I think. So I guess siguro it also goes with the uh, evolution of, of yung local filmmaking scene na dati. It's just a close-knit uh, group of people and then eventually it grew. Um, parang ganun din yung trajectory na nakikita ko talaga sa local film communities na I guess yun because mas um, grabe yung exposure for the past decade um, in terms of social media um, digital technology kaya din mas um, nagigain din ng um, viewership outside their own locality so, yun. Uh, hindi ko pa masyadong, hindi ko specifically when it comes to the feedback, wala pa kong na-receive so far that was like addressed to me regarding the the feedback. Siguro may ano, like, um, sino ba yun? Si Sir Patrick Campos nag-message siya sa akin regarding the programming. Mm-hmm. Pero it was more of like asking like uh, paano yung naging ano and then nag-comment naman siya dahil sa diversity daw ng films and that we were able to screen um, Asian, non-Mindanao films. Yeah. Ayan. Uh, so, with that said, uh, let's go on to our discussion of the, the films. Um, some of the films in this festival. Uh, first of all, let's discuss the winner 
of best film in the festival. Mael, mm-hmm. ba, directed by Prince Nor Anzari Matalam. Mm-hmm. Um, so the synopsis is during the peak of uh, moral revolution, Mael, a young Moro fighter, is forced to leave the front lines to study abroad but faces challenges harder than fighting in the field. Alright, so uh, Jay, what are your thoughts on Mael? Yeah, um, actually, when the the time that we were watching the films for programming isa talaga siya sa mga nag-stand out for me because of the particularly because of the narrative kasi um it really highlighted yung narrative of of the current um yung current sentiment or current preoccupation ng uh, Bangsamoro population which is now it's transitioning into this new government after the passage of the Bangsamoro organic law uh yun yung creating the new creating the new barm government and parang for me it was a reflection of of ano yung preoccupation ng ng Bangsamoro population um so that's what stood out for me um i think um uh, it it tries to distill a lot uh, it tries to distill history in such a short time yun lang siguro yung what i think is um it might be a disadvantage but um i think it's also a reflection of how moro filmmakers especially yung mga budding ones are wanting to express um i guess because wala silang platform before um uh what their sentiments are no um it's also worth noting that um it's the first time actually uh no it's the second time uh, the first time that um the bangsamoro held a film festival of their own was during the time of the former governor yung pa patapos na yung term no uh, that was the moro film festival um and then with a new transitioning barm government ito yung parang there was a festival called Bangsamoro Short Film Festival. <laughs> medyo ano siya, medyo um, yung play of words um, depende sa <laughs> sa sa makaka makakarinig but uh, medyo yeah, medyo funny but I think uh, it's worth noting then that parang first time nila nagkaroon ng parang ganung classing platform for uh, Moro filmmakers to to showcase naman their cinematic ano um tradition and um, makikita mo talaga sa mga films yung yung how they want to express um kasi nga yung kakulangan ng moral narrative sa sa Philippine cinema maybe nagreflect doon sa for, for example sa Mael yung kagustuhan nila to to also um try to to tackle as much coverage even like yung his, history of the moral conflict for such a short time, no? um, it, it, it could be a disadvantage, siguro, if it's a short film, but um, nandun yung, what's the term, fervor, nandun yung, um, yeah, kagustuhan nila to tell the narratives and to present a, a Mindanao that is in the cusp of this change, uh, this transition, and I think yun yung na-capture ng, ng Mael that I really like, that I really like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree on all of your points, no. Especially in part na 
I guess disadvantage talaga sa kanya yung kanyang short running time because it um unfortunately uh, parang hindi niya naipakita yung context bit behind yung struggle ng Bangsamoro people. So, uh, bakit sila lumalaban? Bakit um, while they're fighting for independence? I mean, it's touched a little bit upon in dialogue, pero yun nga. Although, I also agree na yung, yung part na, well, spoiler alert, basta yung medyo flash forward na, na oh, look at look what happened. Look, look at the fruits of our labor, no? yun yung yun yung a bit very hopeful yung yung ending niya mm. compared dun sa sa start na yun nga parang um parang this is a conscious decision by the people to lay down their arms and try to build something better with the government um in order to gain independence and um also tama nga no? sobrang konti ng moro filmmakers out there Um, I, I don't really know of, of too many. Parang konting-konti lang talaga. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad na no, this kind of perspective gets shown. Um, hopefully in the future, mas ma-expand nila yung idea behind this. Mm. I, mean, I mean, it's there. It's there naman mm. the, the idea behind it. So, yun. <laughs> if I could, yun parang if I could just add, since mm. um, ano eh, usually nga pag uh, may pag may papanabas dito na ano na film about Mindanao ganyan yun nga parang laging meron silang romanticization of of the whole thing when it's not mm. really romantic yeah. it's mm. not even as tragic as it sounds there's just a really different kind of story mm. na pwede mong ma-unfold ma- from the Moro people mm. so yun so um, it's good na nga, may gantong classic film kasi Uh, it it could open more um people to see you know on the in the shoes of the actual people who actually um live and experience living in in Mindanao or in you know in Bangsamoro yeah uh jay you had something to add mm. yeah I, i guess aside from the platform parang Uh, in the form of parang regional film festivals and siguro like as, as an extension and as an expansion to it venues like Cinema Rehiyon siguro um, maybe more opportunities for them to develop their craft in terms of like yung sa mga sa technical part no kasi yeah. um, may mga ibang submissions then from the arm actually um, I think this year was I don't know for the past kasi wala din naman akong nakikita masyado but I think this year has the most number I think of submissions from from Bangsamoro. We even have a documentary from Lanao del Sur and I've been to that place and parang it's so remote, it's so remote uh, coastal community and yet may filmmaker doon na na-reach yung area na na yun. Um uh, so yun I think um yun um sana may opportunities din for them uh, to to refine their craft their storytelling um para yun they could also be they could also like compete for example kahit in the regional or or national um levels yun pero nags, nagsisimula din na, nagsisimula na siya actually um yung sinabi ko na short film uh film festival last year in which Mael come from I think nagkaroon din sila ng mga ng mga workshops so I guess kailangan lang ma-sustain 
yun no uh, um, yun siguro yun no tama tama I have a question um meron ka bang pwedeng i-share sa amin like how nung process na napili niyo si Mael to be part of the festival meron ka bang like mga konting behind the scenes na ano trivia na pwedeng i-share <laughs> uh, kung process actually yung sa amin kasi um um although ako yung credited na programmer but actually si Rudolph um kami dalawa nag parang nag-come up din ng list individually and then nag-discuss kami then similar din naman yung sentiments namin towards um Mael um actually parang almost um kasi yung submissions this year actually konti lang siya than the usual um there was a time na I was still a jury that time 2014 yata yun at saka 2017 or 2016 na umabot sa 100 yung kailangan naming panoorin <laughs> tapos um I think that was the time na sinabi ko na pwede bang ano um uh, at your level uh magkaroon na ng shortlisting um, kasi para nakapagod sa jury na panoorin lahat yung 100. Kahit short film yan, parang we have to watch it just one time and then what if may namiss ka? And um, it happens no when you deliberate for example tapos may nakita yung isang jury na short film na ha? Um, may nakita siyang something and then when you watch it again, ay oh, nga pala no? But it's a consequence of having watched too many short films in one sitting for example na may namimiss ka diba na kailangan panoorin mo siya for a second time so i think it's a good thing din na ngayon na may programming na at least na na shortlist siya in a way para pagdating sa jury at least may convenient then for them no kasi parang imagine watching like 100 uh, 100 short films and um, yeah. expected din naman siya kasi nga Um, lahat ng, in a way, yung mga regional film festivals all across different regions in Mindanao, parang nagsasubmit sila sa Mindanao Film Festival. So, expected din na palang marami din talaga yung nagsasubmit. Pero, yeah, yun. When it comes to the process, parang yun. Uh, I think similar kami ni Rudolf Film Festival Director when it comes to the the selection namin. Konti lang yung mga need namin na i-discern na kung kasali ba or hindi. Galing. <laughs> Sounds like a very exhausting but a fun na, na job din. <laughs> Ayun. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's move on to the next film. This is a feature length film from yes. the exhibition section. So it's not uh, exactly part of the ano no, the yeah. mm. part the finalists. Oh. Finalists. So um, this the title of this film is Oligase or Demon of Fear. So it's about a tribal girl named Laha who despite growing up illiterate embarks on a journey to obtain an education. Um, mm-hmm. She refuses to believe her tribe's beliefs about uh, the, the titular oligase which is a demon that eats uh, students or devours students. Um, this was directed by two directors, John Valdestan and Iko Gonzalez. So I think one of them was a director for TV for a long time uh, mm-hmm. in his, I remember the introduction. But anyway, this this film won the jury prize in Mindanao Film Fest. Uh, <laughs> not jury prize. Um, special, actually, ano? Uh, special, special citation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maligasi. Uh, lang. <laughs> ano pala? Or is the filmmaker um from Mindanao or 
ano, nag-migrate lang sila sa Mindanao? I don't think... Really, no. Uh, both of them are from Manila. Yeah. Um, I, I missed something pala when it comes to sa programming. Um, kasi yung parang criteria ng Mindanao uh, yung ng, ng MFF is that um, for it to be accepted sa Mindanao Film Fest, um, kailangan hindi siya, not necessarily the, the filmmaker comes from Mindanao, the the film could be shot in Mindanao or can, um, yung subject matter niya Mindanao, so not, necessary, not necessarily the filmmaker comes from Mindanao. So there's another docu in Mindanao on Marawi that were made by UP Diliman students, I think. Um, and it was accepted because um, it was shot entirely in Marawi and it talked about the Marawi siege. Mm. So, parang may ganong criteria yung, yung MFF na I think before pa talaga yan na, before pa yan na criteria nila. Alright. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Commercial lang yon before you guys talk about the, the film. <laughs> Kasi may narinig akong feedback about the film. So, yeah, yeah. I guess, um, John, maybe you could start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, to put it mildly, I did not like Oligase. Uh, there were parts, uh, it reminded me a lot of the 2015 film Ligao by Paolo Tesico, uh, which premiered at the Cinquento Film Festival. Uh, Ligao was a faith-based film. Um, and uh, Oligase follows the uh, similar structure although transplanted sa isang katutubo na milieu, which actually makes it worse, to be honest. Kasi ang daming, ang daming unfortunate subtexts na lumalabas. So if you're, um, if you're framing, if the, the filmmakers were framing this as a journey towards the, 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 ano ba yun, the gift of education, parang ultimately in the end, education didn't matter eh, to, the, mm-hmm. to, the charac- to any of the characters. Um, and also because the parang kasi the structure of some not not all faith based films um is parang suffering porn na tipong these characters go through a lot of suffering tapos in this case since you transplanted it sa katubong milieu yung parang pinapalabas niyo na yung lumalabas na yung mga katutubo ay very dramatic, erupt in histrionics, they, yung parang they'd rather be uneducated, ganon. Um, and yung naging salvation of all the characters is a literal parang dos ex machina. Talagang religion, di ba? Mm. Which brings a lot of parang colonialist, you know, bullshit to it. Nati parang abandon your heathen uh, beliefs in favor of of this really of this western religion that we have for you and it really left a bad taste in my mouth kasi an, an, ano eh parang maybe they mean well pero mm. it it really comes across not well for me and also um, a lot of these people are non actors they are actual you know members of a indigenous community and they have actually Yung yung basa dun sa yung sa end credits kasi there they they reveal the stories of these people eh. So these people have actually very interesting stories. I'd like to learn what um their real stories are instead of you know casting them as um 
prostitutes, as parang criminals. Mm-hmm. And also, um, to segue from that, there's a lot of sexual violence in the film towards women mm-hmm. na hindi na, ma- na it just feels, ano, parang it just feels like it was contrived to give the characters a hard time. And also, siguro balik tayo dun sa last quest for education, the only, the one person that she believed in, in getting an education, parang nabetray pa siya doon. And yun, parang, the, parang stealth, the point, the stealth point of this movie is, you know, Papa Jesus, ganun. So anyway, yeah, I really didn't like this film. I'm just, I'm sorry, but Jay, I'd like to hear your thoughts about this film. Uh, yeah. Actually, when um, while while I was still watching um, Oligase, parang because I haven't heard of the term before, yeah. So nagkinugal ko siya if it is really a matigsalog mythology, um, and wala ko makita sa internet, so that's why I was asking my friends who have have experience working with the matigsalog, and yun may mga versions nga na um. Um, it's part of their folklore mythology, pero the way to describe it is parang different to what the film is trying to depict what Oligase is. Kasi parang, um, di ba yung English title is The Demon of Fear? Yeah. And then, um, may nagsabi sa akin na friend na may historical um, indigenous um, context yung yung demon na yun, no? So, baka hindi talaga siya um, um, what the film is trying to depict as this evil, no? The lurking in their community or outside their community. And I think my attempt naman ng film na i-personify yung evil na yun in the form of um, you know, um, civilization, modernity, pero hindi yan naging napaka-dated niya in terms of kasi using prostitution, yeah. sexual violence. In the end, parang yun, dated, it's, it's a very dated narrative device uh, to to portray that evil or road towards redemption. And yun, yun talaga na-bother talaga ako kasi in a way, um, did the filmmakers, um, kasi it was based pala on a a book that was made by or that was written by a pastor no um who did i guess a missionary mission uh, a mission a mission there in in um the Matigsalog community so don't base yung movie so i guess yung yung point of view ng film is taken from that book of um written by the pastor yeah. no so Gina joke nga namin or like a- ako with with uh, other friends na parang um may genre nga talaga ng ano no parang evangelical cinema siya kasi parang gets naman yung point na they're trying to to spread the word and uh, through cinema parang ganun pero may mga ganung classic movies naman sa Hollywood diba for example pero refined naman yung storytelling yeah, yeah. I mean, gets mo yung yung point of view niya, no? evangelism and all that. Pero yun nga, refined yung storytelling, hindi dated yung techniques and narrative devices, for example. Kaya yun, medyo ano siya, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> mahirap <laughs> din, no? Mahirap siya. Mahirap. <laughs> from the sound of it, from the looks of it, para siyang noble savant, which is usually ang misrepresentation sa indigenous people na mm-hmm. pag noble savant kasi na parang mahirap lagi yung mga, kunwari, mm-hmm. yan, mga matig sa loob. Pag pumunta ng Manila yan, syempre, di naman sila familiar sa yeah. civilized na surroundings. So, what they would do is they would ask for money sa streets. Pero hindi naman nila alam na mahirap pala yung dating, indigent ang tingin sa ganun. So, wow. which is the common misconception with films na they try to in um to insinuate some sort of indigenous aspect to it which is also dangerous kasi yun eh, parang diba, um not to not to generalize all manilenios um here pero ang hirap kasi na yun parang very prevalent sa atin yung misrepresentation tsaka parang ano ah kasi naman yung i mean kumaririnig naman to ng filmmakers parang naka-double whammy sila doon eh kasi <laughs> nag naglagay ka ng evangelistic aspect sa isang indigenous na na story which is a double edged sword if you might ask me kasi parang diba it's kind of like you're changing the narrative which you shouldn't so yeah. may, may dating na well in, in missionary work or in any mga ganyang proselytizing mga works. Eh. May, may, parang, yeah. may parang ano na uplifting the natives. Yeah. Eh. Parang doon really need to be up, uh, yeah. uplifted. I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yun nga eh, the, the, the film was based on a novel by an outsider. And ramdam na ramdam mo yung outsider's like perspective on the whole thing. Which really, wala lang. I, I don't know. It's really... Uh, Hits me the wrong way. Maganda yung ano eh, maganda yung narrative ng Matig Salug about the the flesh-eating beasts. Yeah. I'm not sure if familiar ka dun, John. Pero, di ba, Jay, ang dami kasing, parang lahat tatanong tribes uh, may share, mm. share-share tayo ng narrative na may isang ibon na mm. nangangain ng tao, ganun, mm. nung mga pa- unang panahon. And hindi siya hindi siya figurative speech. Talaga naniniwala sila na may hmm. meron talagang ganun. Yeah, yeah. So, Tsaka, um, <laughs> I was reminded lang kasi sin- na, na point out ni John yung colonialist perspective and it was codified sa film because of, um, if you remember yung Apple, America, hmm. yung scene na yun, it was repeated twice and parang, ah, uh, ano nga, evangelist na and then colonialist pa. <laughs> oh my God. Double whammy. <laughs> oh, double whammy na talaga siya. <laughs> so next time, char. sana ganun no, Jay, pag kunwari may gagawa ng films about the IPs, dapat may taga-check sila kung accurate. Calling FAP, Char. <laughs> wow, ayan. FAP talaga. FAP talaga siguro. Joke lang. Parang in an ideal world talaga, yung indigenous peoples mismo yung gumagawa ng words. Pero yung parang in in lieu of that, habang wala pa tayo masyadong filmmakers na IPs, parang at, at the very least man lang, consult them with the, with the filmmaking process. And, yeah. yeah, correct. Um, Jay, pingin nga akong ano, kopya. Lalagay ko nga sa ano yan. <laughs> sa article actually, ko dun, Kate. <laughs> yeah, actually, tinanong ko yan sa, ano, sa uh, Q&A nila. Um, yun nga, di, di ako nag-moderate, di ba? But I asked them, um, um, tawag dito, um, are you aware of um, how did you um, handle yung cultural appropriation? Um, 
do you know how to parang sensitively deal with this topic given that you will always be perceived as you know some somebody from the outside and your perspective will be somebody from the outside and then i think their answer was like um yun we hired naman actors that are matigsalog um and then parang i think some of the actors are part of their of the church and so parang part din yata sila ng pagdevelop daw ng story you know so but then again yung, yung source material itself the story itself comes from yun nga, uh, uh, a pastor uh, coming from the outside uh, outside coming in no? uh, introducing this um, this different worldview from apart from what they have been used to no? um says do you have any more questions for us <laughs> <laughs> Pero um, talagang matagamatig sa lug yung, ano, yung act, oh, natama, non-actors pala yung nag-portray. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Mm, wala naman na. So, that's really interesting discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's rare sa, you know, sa discussions on Mindanao film making on, in terms of cultural appropriation. So, it's, you know, it's really not a good place for Oligase to be in, in that kind of spectrum. No? Pero sana. <laughs> if they're gonna make another film it is what it like is <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway uh, let's go on to yan kayong dalawa kayong dalawa man sesang magdi-discuss nito uh, Living Dead um, it's directed by Conrad de la Cruz it's a horror film and the description is is simply when the clock hits 12 midnight a horrific event unfolds so I guess from what you saw Princess ikaw naman what did you think about uh, what do you think Uh, of living dead. Um, ano kasi pa ang dating niya sa akin is parang cyberpunk na mm-hmm. horror. Nag na, na ayun nga, parang it would probably be appealing to younger audiences. Um, dito wala naman siyang any any na cultural appropriation pero it really reminded me of ano of Octogod. Although si Octogod mm-hmm. is like otherworldly siya na ano na na film pero itong si Living Dead to Hell and Back is really it's kind of out there na parang una maganda actually yung yung effects niya so nat- natutuwa ako pag yung mga taga Mindanao they make films na out of the ordinary na parang same with Cebuano filmmakers parang feeling ko yun yung similar similarities ng Visayan films para medyo out there tayo mag-isip ganun. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Kaya yon. So parang siguro kung ano yung pagkukulang ni Oligas in terms of symbolism, si Living Dead to Hell and Back naman yung medyo from what I saw, parang yun yung mas madami siyang na-contribute. Kasi nga parang ano tayo, para tayong nasa confused state at the same time parang with with yung lead character, she's trying to take form into something that she's really not mm-hmm. pero she's able to manifest it so yeah. it it hit me a bit para siyang fleshed out na yung fatigue ni James Mayo no para mm-hmm. yeah. niya oh, diba? yung, yung state natin during this very weird period in human history mm-hmm. uh, we are being some we are we are parang hold up in these parang four four walls na all sorts of unnatural weird things are happening to us. So, yun nga eh. Very, interesting yung approach mo na, yun nga, yung parang body horror-ish na 
na thing na nangyayari tapos the whole cyberpunky visual things na nangyayari din. Um, I think in in one of our earlier conversations before we began the podcast, you can also compare it to Octogod, which uh-huh. is a uh, entry in Cinemalaya, no? Which is yeah, oh naman. Na I I liked it, yun lang. Wala ko masyadong masabi kasi yun. Pero <laughs> uh, how about you, Jay? What did you think about uh, Living Dead? Um Yeah, actually, yung Living Dead, for me, I think is the most memorable sa lahat ng mga na-program ko, na-program namin. Kasi, um, sino ba yung nagtanong? Um, basta may nagtanong sa akin na, um, may nakikita ka na bang standout um, um, sa films na na-program mo? Sabi ko, oo, yung Living Dead. Um, I guess it, it, it goes to show na, um, kasi for me, hindi siya, perfect film. Uh, flawed yung, in a way, may flaw siya in execution kasi somewhere in the middle, may paglaylay nung execution niya. Um, hindi, may something in the middle that palang um, tawag nito. Yun, I think laylay is the term that I would, I don't know paano siya pag-express. But I, I really like how conceptual it is and hindi siya narrative or I mean, there's a basic plot siguro na makita mo, pero hindi, I think, yun yung strongest part ng film, but uh, yung pagka-conceptual niya. And I think, yun nga, tama yung sinabi mo dyan. Uh, for me, um, ito yung film that really reflected out of all the entries, yung, yung state of anxiety, um, yung state of in-betweenness, na parang lucid state of of all these um, experiences that we have during the pandemic and yun it's also very exciting to see like some new things that's na medyo daring may, may pagka daring uh, uh, may pagka adventurous din yung filmmaker um cha nakikita ko din sa kanya yung i think he's a cinephile kasi malaming i think references to like Tarantino and yeah, yeah. mga ganun and Actually, yung film niya last year also won jury prize. So, this year, jury prize din siya. And ganun yung aesthetics niya. Yung parang super bright, um, parang tingkad na colors that uh, really um, in-your-face visuals. Yun yung parang style niya uh, na, na, na nakikita ko. Na I think um, maganda siya as an emerging voice. For example, in Mindanao Cinema kasi I don't know, parang may iba naman yung flavor. I mean, nato-typecast kasi diba din yung Mindanao film that, uh, hindi naman siya negative, but, you know, when you say Mindanao film, ah, may ano ba dyan? IP character, may IP, film, IP story ba yan? Or uh, Muslim film ba yan? So, um, I, I think it, maganda siyang example for me, yung filmmaker, um, as parang yun, an emerging voice na, iba naman, iba naman yung, yung gusto niyang ikwento. Um, yun. Actually, yun, no? Yeah, I, I agree, no? It's, uh, parang may emer- emerging genre, sub-genre of parang cinema na, parang pandemic cinema, no? Parang, mm-hmm. of course, films ref- reflect the zeitgeist, so parang, yun nga, parang there are a lot of films now um, that, that parang try to articulate or, or, or para express what we're all feeling right now. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with Living Dead. No? Yun. So, 
Um, let's move on to the last film. Wow, okay. Um, wow. <laughs> you Are Here, directed by Neo Bryce. Uh, this was filmed in Panabo City, which is in Davao del Norte. No? Uh, so the so the synopsis is, as the countdown begins for the end of the world, Lou Araulio tries to make amends with his mother and his ex-boyfriend. With only a few mm-hmm. hours left, will he get the closure he needs? Mm-hmm. Yon. Oh. Um, it's it's a very me me. There's an interesting, siguro parallel with yung yung cinema, yung this state of the pandemic right now, and parang apocalyptic like cinema. I, I remember during the early months of the pandemic, I, I started, for some reason, no, I, I started watching yung mga, mga very bleak end-of-the-world films. Mm-hmm. Parang uh, like uh, The Day After, Threads, yun, yung mga ganyan. Very, very dark ano, films about uh, devastated land. I, I think there's a little bit of parang connect with it. I guess the, the, the bleakness of knowing something is ending. Or, or the transition, parang what would you do if you only had like only a few hours to live? And it contextualizes it in this social media age now. Oh, my, the, most of the, the, the visuals in this film are composed of like Instagram stories, of posts, of like voice recordings, uh, messages between, usually it's all one-sided between the son and the mother na hindi sumasagot. Uh, yeah, and in terms of feel, for some weird reason, I'm, I'm not sure, siguro ako lang to, it reminded me of that uh, 1998 film, uh, Too Tired to Die, uh, directed by Chin Wan-suk, starring Takeshi Kanishiro. I don't know who, if you've seen that. Pero, Miro Servino. Miro Servino, yeah. Uh, it's, ano eh, it's, it's hmm? th- that's the guy, it's, it's a guy who's given only 12 hours to live. So, parang, Pero instead of like doing something grand or doing something, I know, it's it's he he's just you know mulling around, you know, waiting for the end of the world, and and, and we may sense na parang ganon eh. Although may at least ito medyo mas may sense of urgency na parang I have to make up with my boyfriend, I have to make up with my mother, but the attempts are not always uh, successful. Pero yeah, I, I really like the visuals in this film. Uh, actually, out of all of the films in this fest, this is probably one of the ones I liked too. Mm. Pero I, mm. uh, yeah, Ses, do you have a question? Ipaka Asian cinema feel, feels ba siya? Kasi um, parang ganun yung poster niya. Tsaka yung synopsis niya. Me, I would, I, I, Asian cinema, per se, I don't know. Uh, maybe, mm. aesthetic wise. Mm. Pero, it's more of the, yung parang ano eh, it's, may, para, para siyang mas pumapasok siya in, in, in general pandemic pandemic mm. cinema quote and quote yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's more yeah. something like that pero Jay I'd like to hear your thoughts about you are here yeah I think similar din siya with um, Living Dead in terms of yung pandemic feels but siguro ito, ito naman very um, kung yung concept uh, yung Living Dead is conceptual I think yung you are here naman is very straightforward um and it's attempt to parang to throw in a lot of elements in just a sh- so short a time parang nagreflect din nagreflect din siya sa um, anxiety i guess of the filmmaker um, yeah, yeah. so yun yun yung nagustuhan ko and um yung you are here kasi part siya ng 
uh, 24-hour filmmaking um, competition. Um, mm-hmm. Mindanao Film Festival, they started like five years ago to introduce a section of um, 24-hour films. No? So, nung wala pang pandemic, it was done in a race. So, may mga challenges. Um, and then, um, throughout the 24 hours ng mga challenges, um, in the midst of it, gumagawa sila ng film. So, parang doble, nakapagod siya actually na, na, na concept. No, race mm-hmm. at the same time filmmaking. But this time, kasi nga online, so, ang napili na theme was screen life. And um, I think ito yung film, out of all the six um, films under that theme na screen life, for me, really cap- captured what screen life is. Kasi everything was really, like, um, from what I can sense dun sa film, was really uh, recorded sa screen. No? Screen life talaga siya. Kasi yung ibang films, there's an element of palang disconnect to the screen life aspect kasi parang feeling mo it, this was like filmed digitally or, or filmed separately from the screen. Pero ito talaga, it really plunges you into that uh, state of anxiety. Um, kaya, siya, kaya nag, siya yung nagustuhan ko talaga sa out of the, the six um, screen life films. Yep. Uh, okay. So that ends our short episode on the Mindanao <laughs> Film Fest. Um, th- actually, this is my first time hearing about this film fest. Eh, no, parang I just heard it. I think someone else. I think si Glenn Abegon si- yun. Si si yeah, si, Gl- uh, si Glenn. I saw him. Parang yung ratings niya. Yeah. Ko, Oy. Yun. <laughs> <laughs> Nakita ko lang. Nakita ko. Si Jim lang nag-share. I think, wait lang. May ano to, no? May, may feedback pala si Jim. Si Jim Paramnal. Um, mm-hmm. is currently taking a rest from work. <laughs> so, ang sabi niya, isa lang yung napanood niya, which is yung kay Tristan Perez. Uh-huh. Um, which pareho niya daw nagustuhan kasi para may nawapol treatment. Mm. Pagka, no? um, the title of that film is The Man Who Isn't There and Other Stories of Longing. Mm. Um, Iba students si Tristan Perez? I think so, yeah. Uh, oh. Parang mga fellow classmates niya yung actors in the film, which is pretty impressive given na uh, yung, yung a film like this is ay madadala lang dapat ng acting. Otherwise, it, would, it wouldn't work. Eh. But Mm-mm. it worked. It worked for me. Okay. Yun. <laughs> <I did. laughs> yun lang. Um, I guess yun na. No, Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you also thank for inviting me. Sasa na dalet yun. Oh, by the way, Jay, di ba may podcast ka din? If you yeah, like yeah. to, if you, you know, um, yeah. uh, promote. promote your yes, your upcoming films, projects, um. Sariling shows. Yes, may show. Mall show. Very showbiz eh. <laughs> Virtual so, mall, mall show. Ayun. <laughs> uh, Actually, promote ko lang yung um, before MFF kasi nag um, um, involved din ako sa Ngilingig. Uh, mm. So, actually, yung Ngilingig yung parang mother festival ko kasi dun talaga ako yung main programmer and then parang yun, I just uh, help uh, MFF uh, mm. sa programming na aspect. Pero sa ngilingig uh, programming, organizing doon. And then, um, unfortunately, actually, today yata yung last um, screening ng mga films. Um, 
yung online edition namin is parang look back on the past films kasi walang we decided to not um call for entries no so so ayun i think the yung yung bago lang na film that we were able to to showcase um this year's Sangil League was it's an omnibus of one minute short films we ask um filmmakers who have been part of Ngilngig, um, si Carla Camposa film there. Um, sino pa ba? Yeah, and other filmmakers na naging part ng Ngilngig. So, I, available siya sa ngilngig.net if you want to see the... It's a 20-minute um, omnibus a film of one-minute short films mm-hmm. yung depicting the Ngilngig experience during the pandemic of filmmakers. So, yun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. So, Ayun, um thanks again for listening guys. If ever um you this is your first time listening to us, just follow us on Well, may pagano na ako. May pagano na tayo. <laughs> on Spotify, um Film Police Reviews website. You can download the episode for free doon para pwede niyo siyang pakinggan offline. Um and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Ayun. <laughs> Ayan. So, thank you so much, Jay. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, Jess and John. Good evening. Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good night. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.